Welcome to Whose Podcast Is It Anyway? A show where our host engages in a lively conversation with the guest. The guest chooses the topic and the host has no prior preparation or knowledge of the topic. Please note that the opinions expressed on this program are the opinions and views of the host and the guests and are not necessarily the same opinions and views of Al Seeger or Point of Insanity Game Studio. And now, here's your host, Chad Knight. Good evening, and welcome to Whose Podcast Is It Anyway? I'm your host, Chad Knight, and today is August 5th, 2016. Let's go ahead and jump right into it tonight. Welcome to my mind mare. So, this portion, as you all know, is kind of like where I just sit down and kind of muse about what's going on in my life at the time, and right now, it's motherfucking vacation. I am on a vacation officially. I get... Five whole days, that's five, count them, with no work, no worries, and perhaps a little alcohol if I'm lucky. So, <clears throat> what else is on my mind? I don't know, um, board games, you know, um, we were sitting here talking before we got started tonight about Arkham Horror, one of my personal all-time board games, and quite honestly, I, I don't know why I like it so much, it's a pain in the ass setup. It can last anywhere from a half an hour to six hours, easy. Um, so, you know, it's just one of those games that uh, it's, of course, the the uh, the business of what goes on in the game is a lot of fun. You're hunting down, trying to defeat some evil, ancient bad guy. Um, it's a cooperative game versus something where you're out to try to beat the other players. You're actually working with the other players, in theory. Um, but, you know, it's... Uh, it's one of those things. So, anyway, before I get off on to a tangent about board games and uh, and vacation, I do have an announcement to make. Um, a lot of you um, that know me and know that I uh, work uh, with other people on other podcasts know that uh, Evercon is coming up. Evercon is a gaming convention held in central Wisconsin in the Wausau area. This year, the dates for Evercon are January 6th, 7th, and 8th, 2017. Um, we have a full three-day con this year. We have, uh, we're moving out of the school where it's been in the past 16 years into an actual convention center this year. We are bringing in five special guests. Um, and I am now at liberty to uh, tell you who these guests are. So, first of all, we have Lloyd Metcalf. Now, Lloyd is a artist and an RPG writer. He, he writes... Um, OSR style uh, modules that you can buy um, for from his website and other places. He is at failsquaregames.com. Secondly, we have Tim Seeley coming. Tim Seeley is actually a local artist. Um, he does a lot of work in comic books. He's had his own comic books such as Hack Slash, and what he's currently working on is one called Revival. I highly recommend both of those series. Uh, go out, check him out, come on out, check out Tim, he's a great guy, he is a native of the Wassa area, um, and we have uh, David McGarry, for people that have been around for a long time, board gamers that have been around for a long time, David is one of the creators of the dungeon game, uh, dungeon board game, and he'll be here, he'll be playing his board game with people, 
Um, we also have Ken Height coming. Uh, for any of you that are big into RPGs, he uh, has well over 70 titles to his name, including things in Dungeons & Dragons. He has um, Knight's Black Agent. He has Trail of Cthulhu. So he's got his name on a, a few big properties. Uh, he'll be up here. Uh, he's from the Chicago area. He'll be up here uh, for all three days running games, doing seminars. So that's going to be a whole lot of fun. And then finally, we have Drew Happley. Drew Happley is actually um, a Men in Black with the um, with Steve Jackson Games. He will be up here all weekend running Steve Jackson Games. Anything from Munchkin to Car Wars to just about any Steve Jackson game you can think of. If it's in print, if it's active, he will have it here. And he might have a surprise because he usually tries to bring something new up to the convention. So that'll be a lot of fun. Alright, so enough about me and what's going on there. Let's talk uh, this week in history. Um, so, this date in history, I found one from August 5th, 1962. Marilyn Monroe was found dead in her house in Los Angeles, California. She was discovered lying nude on her bed, face down with a telephone in one hand. Empty bottles of pills prescribed to her for to treat her depression were littered around the room. After a brief investigation, Los Angeles police concluded that her death was, quote, caused by a self-administered overdose of sedative drugs and that the mode of death is probable suicide. So I guess being pretty isn't everything, huh? All right, then let's go back a few days. August 3rd, 1958. On August 3rd, 1958, the U.S. nuclear submarine Nautilus accomplishes the first undersea voyage to the geographic North Pole. The world's first nuclear submarine, the Nautilus, dived at Point Barrow, Alaska, and traveled nearly 1,000 miles under the Arctic ice cap to reach the top of the world. It then steamed on to Iceland, pioneering a new and shorter route from the Pacific to the Atlantic and Europe. So... I just found the way that this was written to be a little funny. It was a nuclear submarine, but it steamed on ahead. Seems a little, uh, like the wording might be wrong there, but very awesome thing. They do have some footage um, out on uh, www.history.com slash thisdayinhistory. It actually has some live footage of the Nautilus um, at Point Barrow, Alaska, getting ready to go down, which is kind of cool to see. Um, it's old. It's black and white. It's shaky. So... If you're one of those younger kids and you're like, hey, I don't like black and white, you're not going to want to see this. But if you like historical things like I do, I'd say go check it out. Our final um, in the news today, um, August 2nd, 1876, Wild Bill Hickok, one of the greatest gunfighters of the American West, is murdered in Deadwood, South Dakota by Jack McCall, who was tried, convicted, and hanged. Hickok was only 39 years old when he died, the most famous gunfighter in the history of the West died with his Smith & Wesson revolver in his holster, never having seen his murderer. According to legend, Hickok held a pair of black aces and black eights when he died. A combination that was has excuse me, a combination that has since been known as the dead man's hand. Now, I like to watch these ghost shows, you know, where they go to different places and they try to get EVPs and stuff. And it was kind of cool. They were doing a uh, doing one of these at the uh, Birdcage Theater, which is where Hickok was shot down. 
And when they were down there, they were asking questions um, to Hickok or anybody else that was there and asked what the fifth card was, because that's kind of lost the history as to what the fifth card was. And they caught an EVP that said, Nine of Diamonds. So that's uh, that's just kind of a cool little piece of information there. Whether or not it was Nine of Diamonds, I have no clue. And nobody probably ever will. Uh, in fact, it's not even for sure that he had the aces and eights. It's just uh, it's one of those legends. But anyway, now for the time we've all been waiting for. It's our guest. Tonight we have with us Lou Schwalbach. Now, Lou is uh is a friend of mine i've known lou for a long time even though there was quite a while in there where lou and i didn't really uh know where each other was well he might have known where i was i didn't know where he was um now last week when i announced that lou would be on i said that lou's gonna probably talk about video games so i'm gonna turn it over to lou here we're gonna find out first lou will give us a little background on uh on himself um where he uh where, where, what what he does in the real world when he's not doing podcasts with me, and uh, then we'll find out if I was right about the topic or not. Welcome, Lou. Well, greetings, Chad. Good to be here. And let's see. Well, as you've already introduced, they know who I am now. Yep. And in the real world, I am a lowly claim processor and plan advisor for UMR. Okay. Uh, it's about as fun as it sounds. And really... Um, I will say, though, it is gives you a good feeling when you're trying to help people out and process their claims, but at the same time, the flip side of the coin is when you can't help them and you take the ire of human nature right at your face. That's always fun. I, I've done plenty of work in uh, customer service, and I still do a job where I work with customers, and my favorite saying is, if it wasn't for the customers, I'd have a great job. This job would be great if it wasn't for the customers. <laughs> All right, so let's 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 jump right into it here. Was I right? Are we talking video games tonight? You know what? I pondered quite a bit on what I wanted to choose on this one, and I figured, you know, you know me relatively well, yeah, to figure out what my what might go on within this little brain pan of mine. That would be an easy one, almost a cop out, if you will, because that's who I am. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go somewhere a little bit different. All right, hit me. Ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. You know. Guys, I think there's a there's a theme going here. So far, this is our second episode. Um, for those of you that aren't really know what I'm doing here, I don't have any of these out online yet. But my first episode was pizza, and now ice cream. All right, tell me about ice cream, Lou. Well, it's ice cream is fantastic. It is something that everybody can get into. You don't have to be a certain age to enjoy it or to not enjoy it. And regardless, if you don't like one kind. There are so many different flavors and varieties out there that you always have something to choose. Well, I'm going to blow your mind. I am not an ice cream guy. Don't. I'm lucky if I eat ice cream twice a year. I just, it's not something I enjoy. Sherbet? Nope. Do you like anything frozen? Not really. Okay. <laughs> well, that puts a little bit of kibosh on there. However. Um, oh, absolutely not. So, all right. Now, when you're talking ice cream, now... I know there's frozen custard out there, there's sherbet out there, there is um, Italian ice. Does that all go into the same category for you, or is ice cream a separate category that's just like, there's ice cream and then there's all the other stuff? Um, It does really depend. I mean, ice cream, I will count ice cream with custard. Okay. Because, I mean, it's the same-ish consistency. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, the lemon ice, things like that, I guess I would consider more of like a popsicle, as it were. Okay. Because, you know, especially like those little, you know, buy a hundred popsicles in the little fish net or whatever, freeze yeah. them, and it's just essentially frozen Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah. Count that more as, you know, as your popsicles. And then when you get back to the ice cream, too, not only, like, you've got the sherbet, you've got uh, frozen custard and things like that, but then you can go the next step into, like, the novelty treats. Because okay. I'm, I'm sure we've all had the novelty ones, such as, like, the Mickey Mouse ones that have, like, the dipped ears or, you know, um, getting over to not only not uh, ice cream, but over popsicles, like the Bomb Pops. Everybody remembers the Bomb Pops. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we still have a ice cream truck that goes up and down our street every day. Okay, well... Um, I don't think we've had one here where I, where I am now, but uh, we used to when we lived uh, closer to uh, downtown. Okay, we had uh, we had an ice cream truck, and my girls were little then, so they went nuts. It was the ice cream man's coming, <laughs> and and you're like digging for you know whatever money you have because you don't want them to not have ice cream. But then again, it's just like you know the ice cream truck is just like. The guys that want you to pay your bills, they're always at the wrong time. <laughs> it, it's the Pied Piper of, of Hamlin. It really is. Yeah, oh, absolutely. All right, so there, there's novelties. There are, um, you know, straight-up ice creams. There's soft, soft-serve ice cream, and then there's traditional ice cream. Hard pack. Hard pack, which, which is your preferred? Yeah, you know, and it really just, there is no preferred. You know, it's, I, there's not... Within the exception of a few flavors, there's really not bad ice cream. Um, hard pack can get a little bit too much. you got to let it soften up just a little bit because I don't feel like breaking a spoon or bending a spoon on a piece of ice cream. Um, that, and I don't know, I guess I just, I would prefer soft serve, but not too far because then you're going to have a bowl of soup. Okay, I, I get that. Now, there is something out there that would might fall in this category that I actually don't mind eating once in a while. Dippin' Dots? No, no. Dippin' Dots, I, they stick to your tongue and your lips and, I don't know, I anything that has to be in nitrogen before it goes in my mouth is just not something that I'm really all that interested in. And, no, gelato. Gelato is fantastic. Um, it's a good flavor. I think it's more of a um, a treat. It's kind of, I, I guess, look at it, I look at it this way. It's kind of a higher end. So if you're looking for something you don't have maybe once a month as a treat to treat, treat yourself or your special lady or man or whatever for you, that's that would be a gelato night. Well, yeah, gelato is, um, it's definitely got a richer texture. Um, it's got a, I, I think it's a egg base maybe. It's 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 a lot. Similar to custard. Yeah, but it's, it's even richer than custard. Um, I like gelato. Um, but again, like you said, it's not something you eat every day. No. Um, but occasionally, that's if if I've got to choose a, a cold treat, that's what I want. I mean, unless it's a beer, because you know a cold beer is better than well, just about anything. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. Um, <laughs> and actually, it, it's funny that you mentioned beer because or beer and ice cream in the same breath, because everybody's had root beer floats. Yep. Um, however, there are regular beer floats as well. Um, there, there are actually, I have seen ice cream flavors using such things as like Guinness beer or, you know, it always seems to be the heavier uh, stout type beers that they use in ice cream. And I don't know if that has something to do with the freezing point of that type of alcohol or something, but. Well, the creaminess of the ice cream as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had been to a bacon festival where they had bacon ice cream or bacon ice cream on butternut and okay. they threw that in actual beer and it was a porter. And it, 
doesn't sound very appealing on paper, but I'll tell you what, it was pretty fantastic. I don't know, that sounds actually like I might eat ice cream that way. Bacon, <laughs> beer. I, I can't, other than the ice cream, I don't really see a John side to this, but, you know, like I've always said, I'm willing to try anything once. Twice or more if you like it. That Well, absolutely. So, now when we're, when we're talking ice cream, what is... What is the one flavor that it doesn't matter? You could be starving on a on a desert aisle and haven't had anything to eat or drink for weeks, and somebody offers you this flavor of ice cream, and you're just like, nope, not doing it. Blue Moon. Blue Moon. Blue Moon. I recall um, back in the day when I lived at home, um, the family would always buy like the five quart buckets of Camps. Okay. Or Blue Bunny or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have all kinds of different flavors. Blue Moon is kind of a turquoise-ish. I think it was kind of a, if you remember Berry Blue Kool-Aid, how it was like a raspberry lemonade-ish. Yep. Yep. This was the ice cream version of it. Yeah, and, and I do remember it. Um, it, it made your mouth blue um, and it, it didn't taste very good if I remember correctly. No, no. It actually had a pretty appalling taste. Um, I don't know why it was ever bought or made for that matter. And the other thing is who actually commissioned this? Um, the Blue Moon Kool-Aid people? Perhaps I don't know. It was it was pretty awful, and I'm I'm not a small guy. I've had my share of ice cream. I'm not a connoisseur by any means, but that will be one I will turn my nose up to. Okay, so Blue Moon's on that end of the spectrum. What's the flavor on the other end of the spectrum? What's that flavor that no matter what, even if you're walking in the uh, in the aisles at the grocery store and you just happen to see it, and you're like, well, I got to buy that now. Mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip. Okay. Yep. Mint chocolate chip. Um, I've kind of gotten to be a little bit of a an ice cream snob, as it were, and I really prefer Briars because even as hard pack, it still has a bit of a soft serve quality to it. And their mint chocolate chip is amazing. Okay. I, I love it. Um, just one of my favorite things to get as a treat every now and then. All right. So now me, when when it does come to ice cream, when I get that craving for ice cream, the flavor I always look for and that I can't really find anymore is butter brickle. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's kind yep. of a toffee inside sure. of a like a like a New York vanilla maybe or it's something like, like that. It's like an extended butter rum. Yeah, yeah. And and I always that was the one as a kid, that was the one that I really, really liked. Um but you can't find it anymore. I, I don't see it. Once in a while if you go into an actual ice cream shop, you'll find it. And that makes my day, and then I want to go back every day, and my wife is like, no, you're too fat. Stop going to the ice cream spot. I'm sure those words aren't used, are they? Well, not from her, but it's what she means. The undertones, right? (laughs) Exactly. So, anyway, but, um, and then on the other end, pretty much anything chocolate. I'm not a big chocolate fan. So, you know, my kids love, like, just chocolate ice cream, and I don't get it, you know? I, chocolate ice cream is good, but it's just, it's, to me, it's the same way that some people like vanilla. It's just a basic flavor that it needs to have something to it. Yeah. And let's, let's, which could move into toppings. Um, I'm, I love toppings on my ice cream. I love that magic stuff that freezes and turns hard. The magic shell is pretty good. Um, Some of the things I can't believe they make, like they make like a crush flavored one. Really? Yeah. And that freezes like that? An orange crush magic shell. Unless you're having it with vanilla ice cream, kind of like a creamsicle, I don't get it. Okay. Oh, yeah. maybe with chocolate because chocolate orange somehow goes together. Not for me. 
I, I don't, I don't, well, I mean, they do have that candy that's kind of like a chocolate covered orange slice or whatever, you know? Right. Um, I suppose if, the, yeah, like you said, if you're somebody that's into that, I guess that would be okay, but I would not be that guy. No, no. Um, and for, I mean, even going just, if I had no ice cream or chocolate, I'm not going to turn it down. I mean, that's foolish. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would want something with a little bit more. I guess that would be my, I don't want to say ADD, but I guess kind of my ADD thing where I can't just have basic, I have to have upgraded. Right. So, okay. So there's stuff like Magic Shell. There's Hershey Syrup. Um, uh, uh, you could use just about any type of nut, I would assume. Um, I mean, most often you see like, like, uh, walnuts or almonds or, you you know, that kind of stuff. Peanuts a lot if you're doing like a turtle type thing. But, um, what else? Marchino cherries and whipped Um, topping? Cherries, and I'll tell you what, the biggest thing, if you've ever, I'm sure you've been to a buffet before, like a regular food. Oh, yeah. Yep. There are places, um, Cold Stone Creamery comes to mind. Okay. Where they will have a full buffet of different things that you want, and they will mix it in for you on a frozen stone. Right. And from those type of places, you can see things that you never knew belonged in ice cream and realize that you love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, some people do things that I personally will never do. Gummy bears. Um, I don't feel like breaking my teeth. I like gummy bears, but I don't think I'd like them in ice cream. Um, raisins. If you like raisins, great. In ice cream, they freeze and they break your teeth. Yeah, yeah, same thing. But, you know, any kind of chocolate jimmies or... um, Think of it as... Well, think about it like a blizzard. Anything that you can possibly think of that's candy-related, you can throw in there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I did one with Pop Rocks one time. It sounds kind of weird, but eating the ice cream and having it crackle and still be frozen at the same time was pretty cool. I can see that. Now, I did try one time a... I believe it was mint key lime flavored ice cream. Now, I'm a big key lime fan. You and me both. Um, It lost something because of the added mint. You know, the mint, mint is such a powerful flavor. It is. And key lime can be powerful, but the way this was made, the key lime was very subtle. And so the mint just ran it over. So it was like a mint with a little bit of a lime undertone. Yeah, yeah. See, and I wouldn't probably get into that either. I mean, it would be something worth trying, like, maybe a scoop of, but anything more than that, I think you're right. I think it would probably over, like, kill with a mint. Right, but I'm thinking like a... Uh, now, now, now I'm creating flavors here. <laughs> Take a key lime ice cream, like a good, tart, sour key lime ice cream, and mix, like, graham crackers in there. They... Dairy Queen actually had a, a Key Lime Blizzard that was exactly like that. Oh, did they? They did. Okay. Um, and for the time that they had it, that was my go-to. Okay. It was, you know, it, they did the graham crackers, they threw a little bit of whipped cream in there, actually threw a little bit of marshmallow in, and then had the actual lime. To me, it wasn't lime enough, because I would I want to know that lime is in there. Right, right. Which is the problem with a lot of Key Lime pies, is they do it so basic. It's, it's like, no, I want to taste it where my teeth curl. Right, yeah. It's so subtle that it's like you almost lose it. Right. You know, and, and key lime, or lime in general, is one of those flavors that if it doesn't really punch you in the mouth, it's it's sometimes hard to find. I want something that's lime. I don't want an accent. Okay, fair enough. Which is what it sounds like it would be. If there's not enough lime there, it's basically just an accent. It's the parsley of your ice cream. There you go. I, I, can, I can go with that. Now, okay, so you said you're... you're brand of ice cream is Briars. That's your that's your most likely to buy type brand. Right. 
Alright, so now when we... Let's, let's talk novelties for a while. Okay. What is the one novelty ice cream that you're like, gotta have this? Now, for me, again, I'm not big in the frozen things, but when I do have that urge, it's always been a one of those one of those fudge bars. Oh yeah, you know the frozen chocolate, mm-hmm. which is funny because I'm not a chocolate guy, but fudge bars, I I don't know, man. You know, and I will say this: I've recently came across two things that are currently new favorites. We all know about pudding pops. Anybody of our generation remembers the pudding pops. They My mother used to make pudding pops. And they still have them out now, which yep. is surprising. And they're just as good as they were back in the day, except they make them skinnier and tinier, so you have to eat twice as many to be satisfied. Right, then right. again, we were kids at the time, so we were probably smaller, and they were probably the same size. That's quite possible. <laughs> um, the other thing, and this is, I saw this at Coney Market, and they had, it was a uh, ice cream sandwich, but the sandwich part of it was... Um, the sandwich part of it was graham cracker, and the inside was lime ice cream. Ooh. So it was a key lime ice cream sandwich. I didn't share, which <laughs> displeased the wife a bit, but these are mine. I mean, I was hoarding them like a kid in a candy shop. Like like, like, a, like a fat kid on a birthday cake. Pretty much, right. Um, as far as for that, that's for the newer ones, but originally drumsticks. Okay. I thoroughly enjoy drumsticks. I mean, especially the ones that don't leak at the bottom because they finally figured out to put chocolate at the bottom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As a kid, I remember that. You would eat around and then you'd bite that bottom off and suck the ice cream that was left through. Exactly. Yep, yep. Those were good. Um, Push-ups. Like the orange, just the orange push-ups? Yep. I mean, it's it's such a simple concept, but there's just something satisfying. It's almost like you have to work for it, which you don't want to, but at the same time, you do. And and it's orange ice cream. Or sherbet. Or sherbet. Right. Yeah. And it's like, you think about it and you're like, that's going to be horrible ice cream or horrible sherbet or horrible whatever it is. And then you eat them and you're like, yeah, I, I could do that. I, that's actually not a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and honestly, of all the things they can do, I don't think I've really ever seen any other flavor of push-ups. I mean, it's always been orange or maybe like a raspberry. Yeah, it, I've seen it like a raspberry. And I think that's because it's a sherbet, not an ice cream. Fair enough. But I mean, how many different flavors of sherbet are there? I mean, I, rainbow, rainbow yep. lime, raspberry, orange. I mean, we could, lemon. And, lemon. I mean, we but could then go on. When, when, you're, when I think of or, sherbet, if you give me lemon sherbet, I'm going to think lemon ice. Fair enough. You know. Um, and it's just such a traditional. That's the first thought that comes to mind is where I think you're going with that. It's the first thing is like sherbet, orange. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When somebody says sherbet, you think orange. Um, you know, for me, my youngest daughter has a bunch of stomach issues, so she can eat something sometimes, and sometimes she, and orange sherbet is one of those things she just can't seem to process, but she can eat the other flavors. Like she's, she can eat raspberry, and I know she likes the raspberry one. So she'll eat that, but she can't eat the orange, you know? Huh. So, and I don't know if it's the sherbet or if it's the flavoring or, you know. Or maybe the artificial coloring that they use could or be, It could be. Yeah, it, it could be anything. So, all right. So, drumsticks. Now, when I was a kid, I could never figure out why would they call them drumsticks? You know, because it's an ice cream cone that's dipped in chocolate and has some crushed peanuts on it. And then, you know, as I get older and you start learning about the world and everything, and it kind of looks like the end of a drumstick, I guess. I mean, I guess, that's it, the only it's, way I can... It's a stretch, but it I, is. I can buy it. Um, I really don't know. In fact, that's actually a good thing. I mean, this is one of those where 
Wikipedia and Google would probably keep me up at all night because I'm, I need to know the answer for this. Right, yeah. It's like when I sit and read about stuff that has to do with advanced physics on, on the internet, and I'm like, now I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> for now. Yeah, for ten minutes until I go to sleep and wake up and forgot everything I read. But uh, that's that's the wonderful thing about the internet, though, is I can go back tomorrow and read it again. And then eventually I'll just memorize it. I won't be any smarter, but I know how to memorize things, so... I forgot about, you know, my first bicycle, but now I know something new. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I, you know, and, and we will, just so you know, Lou, we will tend to tangent off on things, and you said my first bicycle. Now, that brings... And actually, there is a tie into ice cream with this, believe it or not. So my first bicycle I got for Christmas one year, you know, and of course, I grew up in Wisconsin, so you get a bike at Christmas, guess what? It sits until April, at least. At the earliest. Yeah, if you're lucky. Now, my birthday's in April as well. So, uh, you know, but it's early April. So it's always a toss-up whether or not there's still snow on the ground. Um, but the year that I got my bike was also the year I turned eight years old. And I remember this because it was my golden birthday. And that was something my... my parents always made a big deal about your golden birthday. So I had mine when I was eight, and then my older brother had his when he was 14, and then my younger brother had his when he was 25. And just for those who aren't sure what a golden birthday is, it's when you're turning the age that your birthday is the number of. Yeah, the date of your birthday is the age that you become. So so my old, my youngest brother was 25 when he had his golden birthday. Well, they kind of messed with it. When he was 15, they, they celebrated his golden birthday because they figured, you know, Hell, is he even going to live to be 25? You know, because, well, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> but anyway, so I got my first bike, and one of the first rides I made was down the road to the Brick Soft Serve with the neighbor kids. I have, in all the years I've lived in Wausau, I have never been to Bricks. You've never been to Bricks? Not once. I've frequented Westside Taste Street. Um, they used to have a little walk up place on Bridge Street and Third Street. Yep. On the corner that's now a billboard. I've been to all of those different places. Sorry to cut in there, but I've never been to Bricks to this that, day. Hey, that's okay. I've been to Bricks. I've been to Dairy Queen. I have never been to Westside Tasty Treats. So it's it's just a matter of you know it's for me Bricks was right down the road when I grew up. You know, and my brother, my older brother, was friends with the oldest daughter of the people that started Bricks. So. I, I don't know if that had anything to do with the fact that we went there or just that, you know, it was just down the road. But um, we did bricks a lot when I was a kid. And, and I sometimes think back to as much ice cream as I ate as a kid that maybe that's why I don't like ice cream now. Burned out? Yeah. Well, you know, people do that like in, they work at McDonald's, they hate McDonald's. They go to college and they hate macaroni and cheese or ramen noodles. It took a lot of years before I started eating ramen again. I, I was one of those weirdos, though, because I still, to this day, have no problem with it. And I lived on that crap. Oh, yeah. I think I'm we all surprised did. I lived because of how much of that I ate. <laughs> You're lucky your heart just didn't explode from the amount of sodium in those things. And explode into, like, noodles. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the amount of... I mean, if you really look at ramen, the amount of sodium, the amount of fat, and everything that's in that little packet... Oh, they're terrible. You could you could literally I think eat one of those a day and survive because there's enough calories and fat and sodium and I mean obviously guys of a certain size like you and I are Lou we're not getting away with one pack of ramen huh. two or three at least yeah exactly but I drain mine 
I don't eat it as the soup, though. I drain it, and actually, I will put it back in the pan with a little bit of water, put the packet on there, stir it up, and then redrain it so it's just noodles. Okay. So I think that cuts out a bit of the fat, but considering that... Yeah, maybe. A, li- a little. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm not justifying it by any right, means. Right, right, right. I kind of do the same thing. I don't do it as a full soup, but I do leave a little bit of water in there. Um, just because I find that if you drain all the water off, it's just... The, the seasoning is just too strong. See, and I like to have it. I like to have the strong seasoning because otherwise, if I wanted bland noodles, then I just wouldn't put it in there at all. <laughs> then I just make noodles, right? Exactly. And then, however, one of my um, one of the people I knew from the past actually, she would go ahead and throw them in a, a frying pan just to give them a little bit of a crisp to them, kind okay. of, kind of like you would that. with um, with hash browns. Yep. And with a little bit of crisp on the ramen, actually, even the non people would probably enjoy it. Now. Is there anything with ice cream? Now we're talking about other types of food. Is there is there anything with ice cream that you like to put on your ice cream that most people would go, that doesn't go on ice cream? I don't want to say I'm a traditionalist, but I mean, I do like the standard toppings. Okay. You know, like the, um, the hot fudge or chocolate toppings. Um, I've personally made uh, strawberry rhubarb jam when I had my ice okay. cream, um, in my canning phase. And that on ice cream actually turned out really well. Yeah, I could see anything like that. Anything fruit-based, I think, would work. Um, I like crunchy things, so I've been known to throw Cheerios or Raisin Bran or something on top of my ice cream. I can see that. You know, which still isn't too far of a stretch. But, you know, I was just wondering if there was anybody or anything out there that's like, you know, traditionally we would look at it and go, that doesn't belong on ice cream. As a slight little tangent, but not really, Frosties from Wendy's. Okay. Okay. You're going to the to the French fry thing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. That's one of those where it sounds weird to the uninitiated, but to anybody who's ever tried it, a chocolate Frosty on ice cream is almost as good, if not better, than ketchup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've all done it. Go to Wendy's, you get a Frosty, you get a large fry, and you just dip that bitch like... And I don't know why it works together... Probably because the Frosty has no real food in it of any sort. I, I don't think there's anything in there that's less than two po- two molecules away from uh, plastic. But it tastes good. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you get your sweet and your savory put together. Yeah. And, you know, and I've seen different ice creams, too. Like, in fact, they did, like, a, um, a jalapeno jelly ice cream. Now, the hot of the, the jalapenos mm-hmm. cut down by the cold of the ice cream. Well, the cold and the fat. Fat actually cuts the heat, too. To a degree, right. Yep. Um, and it worked. You know, I mean, I wouldn't go buy a big container of it, but it was something worth a try. Yeah. And um, and that was, that. I guess, would be one thing where people give a look and they're like, you just ate what? <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny what they put chili into now, or chilies, I guess, into now. My daughter was just in Germany um, a couple about a month ago, a month and a half ago. And when she came back, she brought me some really good German chocolate, but it had chili in it, chili powder in it. And at first, I you know I broke off the little corner and I tasted it because I expected it, you know, there'd be heat there. And I threw it in my mouth and I'm kind of I'm kind of sucking on it and I'm like, and it was milk chocolate. I'm like, this is really good. I mean, you could kind of taste the the heat in it, but it wasn't really like you know it wasn't like that slap you in the face kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I found as you ate more of the chocolate, it would build. It was like a backdraft, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. It would build, and I could only eat two or three squares of it at a time because by that third square, 
you're sitting there and kind of like your face is warm and you're kind of <laughs> get you're right on that verge of sweating, you know. And, I mean, it was really good, but it was kind of a slow build, you know, slow burn. I never knew what people were talking about with that in the past when they talk about food. And they're like, oh, you know, it kind of builds on you and it kind of it's a slow burn. And I'd never really come across anything like that before. I do like spicy things, but when I eat something spicy, I want it to kind of slap me in the face and go, hi, I'm spicy. So it was it was a different it was a different thing for me, but I really enjoyed that. So, and whereas I like and kind of piggybacking on that, I like spicy foods to a degree, but I like a backbiting or like a backbuilding spice where I okay. I don't need it because if it burns and kills my tongue at once, then there's no point eating it because you're not going to taste anything. Okay. But at the same time, if it keeps backbuilding, eventually after that third or fourth wing, and it's just like okay, I know you're there now. That, I think, is probably the perfect level. But then again, that's just my own preference. Right, right. Now, I mean, I've done I've done chilies all the way up to and including I have tried ghost peppers. Have you ever done that? Um, probably no. <laughs> probably no. <laughs> now, <laughs> you can tell when something's hot when you have a ghost pepper and you, you... And actually, I had it in cheese. It was in a cheese. So I figured, well... Oh, I would absolutely try that then. Yeah, you know, the fat, I figured that would bring it down a little bit or whatever, but... And you put it in your mouth, and your whole mouth just kind of goes numb. Like, almost instantly. And then you swallow it. Sign number one. <laughs> and when you swallow it, you start hiccuping the minute it hits your stomach. I mean, it's that strong. Oh, God. I am glad I did it. I'm one of those guys. I'm like, I want to be able to say, I did it. I ate ghost pepper. I'm never going to do it again. I would try it, and based on, in a cheese. Like, yeah. you get these idiots online. Um, Who just grab one and bite it? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And I, I could name a couple, one of which I laugh at everything he does, but I'm laughing because he's such a moron. Right. Um, and I would try it. Uh, yeah. I would absolutely try that. In fact, now you kind of made me think that sounds very tasty, actually. <laughs> um, but I've done the habaneros. Okay, And yep. habaneros are a little, not up there, up there, but they're not mild. They're not super mild. Habanero is probably where I like to get on a regular basis. I don't like going a whole lot higher than that on a regular basis. Habaneros, jalapenos, um, you know, my I think my personal favorite pepper is a poblano, which is kind of like between a green pepper and a jalapeno. Or better known as an Anaheim pepper. I okay, yep. So, um that that's that's my that's my that's my that's my perfect zone of heat. So, um, but I'll go as high as habaneros without even really thinking about it. I'll, like some of the burgers that have the habanero sauce, I'll do that sometimes, just like any other pepper. Sometimes it's hotter than other times. Right. Or any kind of salsa. You get one where it's made by, oh, look, these are the best jalapenos ever. And it turns out they are the hottest jalapenos of the batch. Right. So now that makes me wonder, would salsa on ice cream work? Like a, like a, a true straight up, like, Here's some tomato salsa, like on a vanilla or, you know, it would have to be a milder flavor of ice cream, but like, I think that might work. I think it might. Honestly, I think what work, would work better is a pico. Okay. I'll bet you a pico de gallo on a, on a good quality vanilla ice cream would probably work out really well. I'm thinking a habanero, actually, because habaneros have those, those uh, sweet, uh, almost fruity tones to them. Yeah. That might work really good on, you know, like a habanero. I don't know. Now now it's making me wonder. Now I might have to try some ice cream. <laughs> Honey, we're going to the store. What are we getting? We're getting ice cream and we're getting salsa. What? 
Uh, just, just, just go with it. Let's go. Where, where are the chips? <laughs> right. There are no chips. There are. We're gonna try something new. New York vanilla and this lovely habanero uh, salsa. We're gonna try this uh, green pico de gallo. And uh, here, let's try some of this tomato salsa. You know, and if and if the wife isn't there with you, that first thing that the cashier is gonna think is he's single. <laughs> Quite possibly. All right, man. So I think we kind of uh, ran this one into the ground. What do you think? I think we covered pretty much everything we need to. Um, one thing I was going to bring up is just a memory that I was thinking about. Do you remember also in school they had the little ice cream day with the little wooden spoons? Yes. The, the I, best yep. day of the week. Yeah. And chocolate milk day. Well, yeah, chocolate milk. Now, you and I are about the same age. Ballpark, yeah. So, do you remember when milk came in the little bags? The little plastic bags. Did they do that at your school? We still had the cardboard cartons, the the red, the blue, and the brown. And of course, right. we were stupid kids. You know, only girls drank the pink milk, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, the only bags of milk I remember are the ones like from Quick Trip. When you okay. Get, like the gallons. Actually, I have a story I'll tell you off air about those <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> Let's just say it ended up with me getting my ass beat by my dad. So we'll leave it at that as far as uh, you out there in, uh, in the world will... Well, no, but um, anyway, so I want to thank you, Lou, for coming in, sitting down, talking to me. Absolutely. Um, so as of right now, I am 0 for 2 on guessing what the topic for the next week is going to be. So I'm going to go ahead and do it one more time. So next week, we're going to have uh, a, another buddy of mine. And like I told you guys in the first episode, for at least the first few episodes, it's going to be, I'm going to bring my buddies in because they're the easiest people to talk into coming and do this. So until it hits the, to the, until it gets live in the world, you know, it'll be easier to have friends do it. And then hopefully after that, people will like what I'm doing and will be willing to come in and talk to me. But, uh, my buddy Scott Ahern is going to be in here next week. And, um, my thought on Scott is, um, he's big into TV and movies and that kind of thing. So I'm thinking he's going to do some aspect of that. Or he's also an English teacher. So he may go with something as far as, um, books or novels or perhaps an, uh, an author or something like that. So, But my official guess is going to be we're going to talk about some movie or some type of movie. Um, that brings me to another thing. Um, I'd like to hear from you guys. I set up an email for um, you guys to write into me. You can give me feedback. You can tell me I suck. You can tell me you love the show. You can give me ideas of people you'd like to see on the show. Um, I can't guarantee I'll get people, especially if you send famous people, because I'm going to reach out to them and they're going to go, you're who? And you want me to do what? But, you know, if you have ideas um, on, on things, um, if you want to be a guest on the show, drop me a line. Um, my, the email for this is whosepodcastisit at gmail.com. Um, so you can send me a line there. And then the other thing I'm looking for is I do have some intro and ex ex exit music right now. I'm not super fond of it. It's not bad, but I'm not super fond of it. So if there's somebody out there that likes what I'm doing, likes to write music, and likes me to announce to the world who you are and get your music out there, um, at least in the podcast format, feel free to put something together and send it to me if I use it. Um, I will, uh, I will put your name on it. The more I get, I will rotate through them. Um, unless I absolutely hate it, in which case I would never tell you that, but you may never hear it on the podcast either. So, so that's those two things. So let's go ahead and end this one. We're gonna, we're gonna wrap it up here today. Um, 
this is the this is the last segment I like to call today's thought, and I've got a quote this week uh, from Isaac Asimov, and he says this: "People who think they know everything are a great annoyance to those of us who do." And with that, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Good night.